This is Workflow, Episode 9. Workflow is the podcast that helps teams figure out the best way to work, collaborate, and get stuff done. Brought to you by Rindle. Hey everyone, I'm Tom. And I'm Brian. And we're the co-founders of Rindle, and this is our podcast, Workflow. Today we're talking about the benefits of visualizing your work. All right, uh, before we get started, uh, what's going on? I know I've been, uh, I was on vacation last week, so I just got back, but what's been going on with you, Brian? I guess the first question is, how was your vacation? It was good. Uh, You know, uh, this was the first vacation that uh, we've taken with two children now. And, uh, you know, vacation with kids is different type of vacation. But it was still fun. We had a lot of fun and uh, uh, relaxing at times, I guess. <laughs> Do you need a vacation for your vacation? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, we're, we're happy to have you back, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, happy to, uh, happy to be back. I actually recorded a podcast with Asia, who is involved with our marketing and in your absence. Um, so we actually got an extra episode in, but it will air actually after this episode. So um, it will be new and something new for you to listen to as well. Yeah, I'm excited. excited you, know, you, were in, you weren't in on the recording. so. Yep. I have no idea what it's about either. So. Yeah, we talked, about, <laughs> we talked about uh, kind of what it's like to, when you're not really a great PM and, and how you deal with that and uh, especially owning a business and freelancing or working inside a marketing department. So uh, she had some really interesting insights. So I think it'll be a great episode. Anyway, there's one thing that just my personal workflow wise thing I noticed is that I use um, acuity scheduling for like, you know, booking meetings and things like that. I find it a lot easier than kind of, going back and forth in an email or whatever, trying to track down a time where you're both available. And then, you know, the normal thing where it's like, well, send me which time you're available next week. And then they send a bunch of times and you're not available any of those times. So you send them a bunch of times, right. And all that happens. So um, used Calendly originally then switched to uh, acuity scheduling just for a couple feature reasons. Um, and notice that I still have a real big pain point with group meetings. So not necessarily webinars or trainings or anything like that. It's really just group meetings, meaning more than one, one person other than myself. So three people um, trying to coordinate a meeting between the writer, the head of marketing and myself, right? Still have to manually coordinate those times. So I'm, I guess maybe this is a plea um, for those apps to kind of as maybe they're working on it, who knows, but add something so it can just be more than one person. Or, and if I don't know about that already, then, then I need to know about it. Yeah, so, sounds like uh, calendars as, as popular as calendaring apps are, you know, there's still like a lot of problems to be solved in the calendaring world. Yeah, just the back and forth is just, especially when you get one other person involved. Like, you know, you have two people, it's fine. You can even hop on a phone, you know, if you want to work it out quicker. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a third party, it's just now you got to coordinate. And whoever's in charge of kind of setting the meeting, you know, has to now deal with two people's schedules. And, you know, it's just really, it's a time waste. It really is. So um, I would find that to be pretty important from that perspective, just because I feel like I waste a lot of time in a given week doing that. 
Sure. You know, and it's only really an issue when you have an external party. It's like, you know, if we have something inside Rindle, I can use the availability feature in Google Calendar and I can look at people's calendars, right? And say, okay, yep, all three of these people are available, book the meeting, right? Which I used to use all the time, even previous companies. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have an external person, uh, a freelancer, a contractor, a client, whatever it might be, that's, you have no access to their calendar unless they've given it to you. Um, and it's just, you have to ask. It's just like that painful conversation. So it's only in that scenario. So maybe it's not as big of a pain point as I think it is, but uh, we deal with a lot of externals, right? So um, yeah, yeah. maybe it's, it's a bigger pain point for me than it is for other people. So. Very true. Cool. Uh, well, if it doesn't exist, we should create it. There you go. There you new, go. New, new product idea. There you go. All right. Before we get started, um, if you have questions, topic ideas, uh, team scenarios that you want us to break down, please give us a call at our voicemail number at 860-577-2293. We love questions. Or you can email us at workflow at rindle.com. Awesome. Yeah. And also, uh, please leave us a review. It helps us reach more people and it also uh, keeps us motivated. Cool. So shall we move on to the main topic? We shall. Um, so we're talking about the benefits of visualizing your work. Yeah. So we talked about in episode four, uh, a baseline workflow for your team. And when we talked about kind of that workflow, it, it was in a more visual approach just because that's what we promote. That's what we use internally. Um, and, you know, we kind of used a lot of different methods and that's kind of what we like the best. So, but we, what we didn't talk about really was the actual benefits of working visually. Um, so we just kind of said, well, this is a great workflow. Uh, obviously, you could run that kind of left to right in a visual type sense uh, that we, we referenced in that episode, or you can run it top down if you, if you wanted to. Um, but there is definitely advantages to running it in, in that visual nature um, compared to more traditional lists that we're used to using. So we thought talking about that and actually talk, discussing the benefits of why you might want to consider visualizing your work over just kind of doing more traditional lists. Cool. So yeah, uh, but uh, you kind of explained it, but uh, maybe we should dive in a little deeper. Like when you say visualize your work, what 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 exactly do you mean? Really, what we're talking about is you know the difference of a workflow that runs you know left to right horizontally, um, where each list typically represents a step in a process, versus a traditional checklist that runs top down vertically. And normally those don't really represent steps. Um, they're more of batching or organization groupings. Uh, so when you, and not that one can't exist in the other, uh, but that's just typically how it is. Um, and then, you know, the tasks typically move left to right in progressive manner um, compared to in a list where it typically stays in that grouping or that list. Uh, until it's done. So it doesn't necessarily or typically move through multiple lists in that kind of top-down approach. Um, yeah, and really that, that kind of visual nature was really made popular by Kanban methodology. Um, and Kanban is basically a visual way of managing projects. It's widely adopted in software dev teams. Um, that's really where, where I adopted it originally and, and Tom yourself. Uh, doing software development projects. Um, and now, you know, it's definitely moved on uh, to other teams like marketing and other kinds of departments as well. So it's really expanding. Um, and, and even our our own 
kind of visual workflow webinar that we did, we're even taking that a step back from Kanban because Kanban has its own methodology and, and aspects to it that you have to kind of follow uh, if you're quote unquote following Kanban. Um, but just the, the visual nature of, of work, you know, a more simplistic approach of visualizing your work, moving it left to right, um, and, and kind of the benefits of that. Yeah, so I, 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 my take on this is that um, this is kind of uh, visualizing work kind of enables you to have multiple states to, to work. Um, so a traditional list, as you say, is very binary. So the, the, the item is either done or it's not done, right? And uh, that's basically all there is to it, right? So just by adding the element of uh, lists and, and rows, if you will, um, uh, you automatically get this added uh, depth of you can organize stuff and, and you can uh, move it through some sort of quote unquote workflow uh, until until it's actually done. Yeah. And I think when you, when we talk about visualizing, like you're saying, like compared to a list, like you, you are getting more information when you look at it. Cause somebody could say, well, yeah, lists are visual too. I'm looking at it. I'm reading it. I see it. It's organized into lists. But when we talk about actually, like you're saying, being binary in a list and kind of just be having like a state of incomplete or complete mm -hmm. where now we're moving them through stages and we can visually, you know, grasp that information very quickly. And I think that's like the main thing when you compare something that's a visual workflow versus something that's not is that you can get a whole bunch more information by looking at something in 30 seconds than you can in any other kind of method. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, very rarely, uh, at least when it comes to um, any more complicated tasks, uh, are they just either done or, or not done, right? Like, uh, unless it's the simplest of things, like there, there's probably multiple people involved and it's going to be more complicated than, than it just being done. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the best way to kind of chat further about this, because we're even starting to get into them now, but, you know, what are the challenges with with lists? I mean, lists have been around, you know, since you know earlier than even Kanban was, was thought of uh, back in the you know back in the Toyota days. But sure. you know, people have been using checklists forever. So, what are the challenges that come with using lists? So first, I think that they uh, they don't really encourage collaboration across the team. I think that the main reason for that is that you know, again, you have a kind of uh, one dimensional binary entry into a list. Mm -hmm. You can't really see much about that without digging into that and, and seeing more information. So with something like a visual workflow where things are moving all the time from left to right in different columns, it is actually, you know, enhancing the collaboration aspect with your team. So when you're talking about things, you're like, oh yeah, that's in progress or no, that's blocked. Let's talk about that. And you know, all of these things are happening because of the workflow as opposed to just a static list where it's like, wait, what, what task are you talking about and why? And it just, you don't see as much information. Therefore, you know, it doesn't really enhance the kind of, or promote the collaboration aspect of kind of working as a team. Yeah. And uh, let's give a real example of that. So just uh, this morning on, on our call, actually, we, we start off in the backlog. We were trying to get caught up, right? Because I, I've been on vacation. So we were trying to get caught up um, and back up to speed. So we looked at the backlog, we ran through that, and then we jumped over to our blocked column and we jumped through the items quickly on, on that list. Um, and then we were basically, basically done, right? Like once we had finished those two things, uh, we were up to speed and everyone was on the same page. 
yeah, I think that when you see things in checklists too, like as far as collaboration, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, that's a sign to Tom. So I don't need to worry about that. Where, I don't know, for some reason when I see it in a workflow, it's like, it's our work. Even though you're responsible for that, you know, it's kind of like our workflow. Uh, you know, so you're always looking at everybody's stuff, not just your own. I think that's that's the collaboration aspect too. It's like where you have assigned tasks and a list. It's like, well, these are assigned to me and those are assigned to you. So let's go do our tasks. Yeah. Where, you know, when we have the workflow, it's really like, well, I'm looking at everything all the time and I have a real good pulse about what's going on across the entire team, not just myself. But it's interesting because you can very quickly – like uh, also just eliminate a list if you want, because like, for example, like we have a, a front end and a back end list uh, just to keep things a little organized. And uh, I sometimes just completely ignore the front end list, right? When I'm, because I, I know that Scott's going to be handling that stuff. So yep. uh, I just don't even worry about it, right? Um, but it's still there. I can still have a pulse on how many things are in there. Basically this enables you to quickly visualize things, right? And, and however you might want to visualize it. Cool. Another challenge is that lists typically require a lot of reading to fully come up to speed. Um, so, you know, when you when you think about lists, test lists, or, or everybody is familiar with Excel spreadsheets, that's my favorite comparison. Um, but if you have, you know, 50 rows or 100 rows of tasks in an Excel spreadsheet, and you're literally looking at a block of text. Mm -hmm. So even if you are using columns inside an Excel sheet and using different fields to track different things, you still have to process all of that, those texts and numbers and all that stuff to, sure. to understand what's going on. So it's just a lot more reading to, to get caught up where again, you're hopefully capturing you know, a lot more when you visually look at something like a visual workflow over, over a block of text. Yeah, humans are really uh, you know, visual creatures, right? Uh, we, we look at things, we like to look at patterns and uh, so obviously anything visual is, is going to be beneficial over just uh, static text, right? In, in like a block of text, right? Like how hard is it often when you just have like a block of text to even, even read it, like when it's just like paragraphs. Um, that's why you break things into smaller paragraphs. Yeah. yeah. And every time, every time too, you, you reference that back, you have to process typically that information all over again, mm -hmm. you know, depending on what you're looking for and what you're trying to find out. But you know, where again, you know, in a visual workflow, you might be looking for, you know, a different thing the next time, but because of the visual nature of it, you know, different steps in a process, stage in the process, it just makes it easier to get to whatever information you're looking for without having to process the entire workflow, right? Sure. Where the Excel spreadsheet, depending on what you're looking for, you could have to actually process the whole thing again in order to figure out what you're looking for, which is just, you know, a huge time suck. Sure. Yeah, and, and I guess the other challenge with the list is there's no real uh, visual cues to distinguish between the high priority and low priority work. Obviously, there's an order that it's in, but I mean, depending on what you're using, it might not be really easy to, to rearrange that order. I guess also you, you could somehow color code it, um, but uh, again, like m most tools, unless it's specifically meant for it, it it's not not easy to do. Yeah, I think the, like an Excel sheet example is like obviously moving a row from the bottom to the top or the middle to the top, if that's how you're doing it, you know, that, that is a manual process. You actually have to move the whole row and mm -hmm. insert the row. So that's a little annoying. And then if you are using a, a traditional, again, to-do list with, with multiple lists uh, of different things to do, those are grouped by category, not by priority. Mm -hmm. um, and 
it's not natural to look at it like where as a visual workflow is more natural to insert a list there if it's important you can have a list called priority or a step in your process called priority for today or something right or urgent or things that that are important to your workflow that you can actually pull out um, and and leverage so it, it's a little easier to kind of prioritize it in that nature depending on your workflow so the next one is is actually list views typically don't show you a completed task it actually normally disappears so most to-do lists or uh, task management software out there when you mark it off it goes away right which a lot of people do expect which which is good in some ways because yeah it's done i don't want to see it anymore and things like that but if you're working in a collaborative environment you know you sometimes you do want people to see that it's done all right and and by nature like something like more of a kanban board structure where you're moving things left to right you can have a, a step called done where you can have that especially in something like rindle where we don't we don't make it disappear by default when you mark it complete it can actually stay there we do have automations and other things you can do to make it disappear if you want to but if you're in a collaborative environment it's it's sometimes you do want hey i actually did this it's done and i want the rest of my team to see that it's done before it disappears so there's sure. no confusion and I actually, you know, had this with you on on uh, one, on our V3 board uh, when we were working on that. And I had, you know, moved something to done and then, you know, archived it right away. And you, the next day or whatever, the next morning, you kind of said, well, where did that task go? Right. Well, you know, and you kind of missed the status of that because I just made it disappear. Yep. So I think there there's some disadvantages there because a lot of task lists by default just make it go away. So again, maybe for a personal task list that works really well because you're not collaborating but once you're in a collaborative environment that you're sharing with other people or you're working on things with other people it kind of it may be a disadvantage cool yeah but with all of this said uh lists actually do have have use cases uh, i mean i could think of a lot of use cases just wrapped up my head uh like a grocery list is a perfect example of something that is a, a list that is useful like it's but it's it's not useful for necessarily for things with that relate to teams right yeah. um and i think that's that's the important differentiator uh where where it, a list might be perfectly valid for for simple very simple tasks that need to get done uh like on an individual level but as soon as the the team gets involved i think that uh they kind of go by the wayside or very quickly yeah i think that's exactly why we you know, built this view into Rindle. I mean, you know, we are proponents of the the more Kanban, you know, workflow style, but, you know, we understand that list view has its uses. And I think that's, you know, grocery list is like the universal best example they can give, so mm -hmm. spot on. But any kind of like checklist that I think you're right, like if you're not collaborating or anything like that, and it's just a punch list, I think they're actually easier to use than workflows because you're doing a lot of work to set up kind of a left to right workflow and moving the tasks along when, it probably doesn't justify it um, where you're really just saying, I got to remember to do these 10 things, you know, and it's kind of a check, 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 check. We're done. Right. Yep. And you're out. Um, so I think those are actually better in a lot of cases. So, um, you know, definitely some good use cases for that. Uh, I think in, in a team environment, it's a little more challenging uh, though. Arguably there are many platforms out there that, that just have task lists, right. And just have sure. top down uh, vertical lists. So, you know, obviously it's working for some teams, but uh, that's kind of what, what we see at least as being kind of the downside of checklist versus the visual workflow. 
Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I could still th like think of scenarios where you'd want to use it in a team environment. But again, it, it is very, very much for simpler, simpler things, uh, more defined structured tasks yeah and of course it could work i mean i've done sure. it we've done it you and sure. i have done Absolutely. it together previous companies so it, it's not that it can't be done obviously it can be done people do it and people are probably really happy using it um just having done that compared to a visual workflow the visual workflow just the the understanding that you get from the from looking at the different stages in the process and being able to have that unique flow for each type of work that you're doing and things like that, I think is the huge advantage where mm -hmm. just the top down vertical approach, even though it's very similar in structure, that's lists, right? And you have tasks on each list. Um, you could, you could say that a list and a vertical list is, is a step, but it just doesn't work as well. Um, and typically the list views only show the task name and a little bit of other information. Uh, and it doesn't really work moving it from list to list down the page. Um, where just left to right just seems to work better. So just in a comparison alone, like those, you know, we're, and we're about to get into it, like the benefits of why visualizing your work, in our opinion, is better than list views. So let's hop right into it. You know, we have a lot of people giving us feedback, even on feature requests and things like that, how, how they want to work. And a lot of it is based in visual light, like seeing things in a calendar view, seeing things in timeline views, right? And we talk about this stuff a lot with our customers. Um, and just people we talk about in general around work and people have been trying to visualize stuff for, for decades, you know, years, just trying to put things in graphs and all these visual ways of showing something easier. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why not workflows, right? Why not the actual thing you're working in every day? You know, why not visualize your process uh, over not visualizing it? Right. And not getting all that added benefit of kind of getting more information in a glimpse or a glance. Yeah, it's interesting you you bring that up because we we do have uh, a lot of people talk to us about like oh are you guys going to ever build a Gantt chart right and uh, a Kanban board is actually if you you do research about Gantt charts is actually an alternative to a Gantt chart um, because of its visual nature right um, obviously it's not doing it in a, a timeline but you do have lists and and uh, like in columns that that basically you have data in right and and you're seeing that in in a visual capacity yeah well this is like a whole another topic but that's why like even in our own discussions about that feature request you know gantt is a way to manage projects right you can use gantt as a, a dedicated tool right you don't need anything else um sure. where that's where we kind of came down to the decision that if we ever build something like that uh which we'd love to one day you know it's probably gonna be more of a timeline than it is necessarily a Gantt chart because Gantt is directly competing with a Kanban or a visual type workflow, which we already have, or even a list view, right? Sure. Um, you know, but Kanban is a way to visualize the work already. Um, and Gantt offers a whole bunch of project management stuff on top of that, which we already have, right? So really what the request is, uh, yes, I love Kanban workflow. I love moving tasks left to right, but I also have due dates and stuff. And I'd love to see that over time. Yep. And that's where we're like, well, oh, maybe really what we need to build eventually is a timeline view and not really focus on Gantt, even though I think a lot of people inherently ask for Gantt 
because that's the buzzword that they understand and that's been a popular you know word for years well and that's what they're really kind of looking for they're looking for this like t this timeline view if you will of of tasks and and how they fall um visually yeah yeah so, so all that said you know that's why i find it so interesting that you know we we focus a lot and i know a lot of people focus a lot on you know how do i take the projects that i'm working on and the tasks that i'm doing as for my team and how do I visually show that so I can understand it in different ways? And I think we think about that typically as calendar and timelines and Gantz, but I, I'm kind of challenging everybody to think about the workflow in the same light. You know, why, why are we not, you know, always visualizing our workflows because that's easier for everybody on the team. Not only your team members working in the trenches with you every day, but also managers and other stakeholders to come in and be able to look at a, at a board like in Rindle or a Kanban board or anything like whatever you have, even if it's a post-it board, you know, a whiteboard with post-it notes, to be able to look at something and understand it as opposed to looking at a block of text, right? And I think that's really, you know, where some of the benefits are already start happening. And, and I think we all, I think people in general need to think about their workflow in the same light as they think about kind of visual ways to display their projects. And I, I think uh, maybe there, a little clarification needs to be made there. So, so when you say uh, anyone to be able to to look at something and, and see the workflow, you you kind of mean the the columns that are there, right? So you have tasks that are in these different columns, and those columns are more or less the the workflow in in the simplest of of workflows. Um, it would just be on one board, and here here are the steps that tasks go through um, ultimately to become complete. Uh, and and anyone should be able to come in and be like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Like I have three three columns, and ultimately I'm trying to get to that last column, um, and 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 this is how many items are in each of them. So it's it's really easy again to to visualize it and to uh, to understand that workflow. Yeah, and ultimately that's a benefit, right? That's a benefit of of the visualization is actually start starting to see the process. Mm -hmm. As opposed to in a more traditional check, you know, to-do list, if somebody out from the outside looked in, they don't really see the process. They just see a bunch of tasks grouped, however logically it might be grouped. Um, but they're not seeing a logical step-by-step -step where they can look at it and say, ah, I kind of understand what's currently being worked on versus what's on hold or versus what's being tested or whatever your workflow is. Sure. Um, it's, it's just logical where anybody kind of look from the outside looking in can really kind of get a general feel of what's going on without asking a bunch of questions. Yeah. So in, uh, again, traditional uh, list-based uh, task management softwares, uh, a lot of times um, the software will have an actual status, if you will, which will be like a, a dropdown that, that has like um, what the status of, of that task is. Like low, uh, medium, high or something like that. Sure, the priority or or, um, or it could be uh, what department it's assigned to. It could be whatever, um, but that's a static field or not a static, it is, I guess it is a static field within that task itself. Um, as opposed to it being like the lists that, that are basically representing the same thing and you see it visually, right? So you see like, okay, there's 20 things in to do and there's 10 things in doing um, and then there's like, you know, a bunch of things in done. Uh, traditionally, you'd have to go in and you have to go into each one of those tasks and, and, and set that status. And then 
how are you how are you going to see that right like oh well maybe there's a search that allows you to sort by or search by status right so oh i can see i can see how many things are in each each of these things but it takes multiple steps um yeah. which is a, a real downside of a traditional list-based software I, I think that's the biggest one the multiple steps because it's hard to get people to use software as, as we discussed already in previous mm -hmm. episodes, but it's hard to get people to, to use software. And when you add more steps, um, it's just you're relying more, it's just more likely to fall through the cracks. Yeah. So when you have a visual type workflow, again, it, it kind of just relying on a single drag and drop potentially, um, which really every movement in that, in that workflow is the same. So if yep. I'm moving it forward to the next step in the process, that's the same. If I'm moving it backwards because it's now ice and it's going to be in that put back in the backlog for whatever reason, it's the same movement. And we're used to doing that over and over again. So you're not asking any more of the user to be like, oh, remember to change that status every time. And that's going to take you three clicks. And then that starts to break down. Yep. Um, so, and I, that's, I think, the best part about the visual nature and part of our mantra is, you know, can we keep the board to that simple movement of drag and drop and move it along the process? And that's where our automation platform comes in too, where can we automate some of the underlying things that are supposed to be happening so we don't have to rely on humans to take those steps every time to, to change status of things, to add tags, to notify in Slack, these kind of things. So, sure. you know, it just makes the software easier to use for everybody. They don't have to think about a lot of things every time they do something. And it's more about focusing on the work and getting it from kind of step to step. Yeah, and then and then you have that instant gratification. Uh, you know, gamification is is so important. Uh, but the basics of gamification are are that that the feeling that you get when you um, complete something. Uh, so you kind of get that uh, naturally within this this uh, workflow type approach, right? This kanban type approach where you you feel benefit of moving it to the to the next step. Um, okay. And you don't, you just frankly don't get that unless like maybe you get that when you check something off. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, th I think that's the biggest thing in a list. It sits there. So if that, if that task, and again, depending on how big the task is, but say that task takes you two days to do, it's going to sit there from when you first get that task assigned to you. And it's going to sit in that list in the same spot until you're done. And then you're going to mark it as complete, you know, so your interaction with that task is really minimal where if you had a workflow, right, you're going to be touching that task potentially a couple times, right, throughout that day and moving it along, right, and, and taking it from one step to the other step to the other step. And, and you get that, in, that gratification of like, I am making progress on this task and this task will be done soon, right? You should get that kind of mo motivation too to be like, okay, I'm making progress. I'm doing something. Yeah. Um, as opposed to a task list where it just it's almost hangs over your head. Like, oh, I've got three more things still to check off. So let's, uh, let's move on and talk about the versatility of uh, visualizing your work. Yeah, so, you know, visualizing uses visual signals that can be understood by anyone. I kind of already touched on this a little bit. Um, but it really gets into, like, industry and title, you know, being industry and title agnostic, where you're not using certain terminology or certain uh, kind of status symbols to communicate things. Uh, the visual signs and the visual signals in, in the workflow tell the story to anybody, regardless of their background, their skill sets, and things like that. So it can essentially be implemented by every team in your company, from engineering to marketing to admin support, uh, whatever it might be. Um, so it really becomes that universal uh, and flexible workflow platform that you can leverage uh, as opposed to being very technical or, or very you know, specific to a certain industry. 
Yeah, and I think that by itself then lowers the the learning curve um, just in general. Uh, less software to learn. You don't have to learn multiple platforms for different departments at your organization. It therefore makes it easier to work across various projects uh, at your at your company, right? Like you, you're if everyone's using the same platform and everyone's basically running projects the same way. Um, you can hop around without any any learning curve. Yeah, and even if the workflow is completely different, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the actual steps in the process are different than from one department to any other. It the the process and the flow is the same, mm -hmm. right? So like for you to pick up on a completely different process for a different department, a different type of work, will be very easy compared to a, a totally different way of working or a different method of working. Finally, you can you can actually combine lists with a workflow, and and we do this we do this all the time actually. Um, so we do it both within a task itself. We'll have we can have a list, um, or we we can actually uh, basically connect different types of boards that. Um, like one board is you know a traditional workflow type board, and and uh, stuff might fall off of that onto another board that is a traditional list because uh, that's how that um, data is best kept. Yep. Yeah, it's really the best of both worlds, the way I look at it, because you know you can have uh, basically steps in your process that aren't steps; <laughs> they're really just containers. And then you know, so the first list could be uh, you know. Uh, resources, for example, if that's what you wanted, then the next list beyond that could be a real workflow, right? Like this is actually going to step through steps in a process. Um, we use this on our feedback board. So we have customer interviews in a list. So they don't move. They're just there for reference because we wanted to keep all the feedback together. But then we have a bunch of customer feedback that we track actually through a little mini workflow. So it's incoming from the customer feedback. And then if we move it into, hey, we're going to roadmap this, it moves to another list and it kind of goes to a workflow. Um, but it enables us to keep all the information in one place and kind of have some things in kind of a list that doesn't, the tasks really don't leave that list or move through a workflow. And then we have on the same board things that move through from list to list. So it's pretty cool. So another benefit is that, you know, improvements to the process are actually a lot easier. So visualizing your work makes it easier to review processes. So you can actually see what's happening uh, and the steps that everybody's taking. And you can see kind of where there's an issue. So instead of, again, a, a, a task sitting in a list that really the only status change that happens is it being marked complete, you're not quite sure where the breakdown is happening if there is a breakdown. Where in a visual, more visual workflow, you can actually start seeing like, hey, we're actually getting a bottleneck of tasks in this one list. That's interesting. Why? Is something not flowing correctly? Is somebody not communicating something correctly? Why aren't these tasks moving to the next step? And that's really easy to understand just by, and again, 10 seconds by looking at the board, you can see, hey, yep, this issue is happening. Let me get to the bottom of it. Um, so it just really gives a lot more insight into potential bottlenecks and issues in your process and an easy way to kind of adjust it. So if there is a new list that needs to be added or something like that to alleviate the pain or the, the workflow, then that's super simple to iterate and, and edit. Sure, yeah, it's, you're just building off of a bunch of, uh, of Legos, if you will, right? Like just small, small things that are combined to make something something larger. So, adding additional small things could could alleviate uh, some confusion or um, or make a step that 
is too complicated, uh, simpler, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's in that same light too, like, you know, even in our recommended baseline workflow, we have a list called blocked. We use this all the time in our processes as well. Um, but it also kind of just talking about visualizing issues or problems in your workflow, you know, it's also a tool that you can visualize uh, issues by manually creating a list called block and that people can actually move tasks to that list and say, hey, everyone, this task is blocked and I want you all to know that and you can do that simply by having a list in your workflow, right? Not having a color code or something that gets buried way vertically down the page, right? Where somebody has to find it. So it just, again, makes that kind of issue tracking and problem solving a lot easier. All right, so tips for taking action. First and foremost, I think if you haven't actually tried any sort of visual approach, uh, check out episode four. Uh, it gives you a good baseline uh, workflow for any team, uh, and it's a great starting point. Yeah, so hopefully this episode has, has convinced you that the visual approach is the way to go, and mm -hmm. episode four will help you actually get there. Um, so another tip, uh, if your process is, is more complicated, you know, you may want to take this to a, be a team exercise to decide, you know, what your visual workflow should be. So episode four, again, gives you the baseline that we recommend. Um, but you certainly may know right off the bat that, hey, you know, we actually have a pretty complicated workflow. I don't, I can't even wrap my head around how this might map out into what you're talking about here in this visual nature. We do have, uh, we did a visual workflow webinar that I'll, I'll link to in the show notes as well. But it goes through kind of a process that you can take your team through. Uh, that's a series of meetings and collaboration sessions that you can actually extract that process out of your team. Uh, and it will help make a lot more sense uh, into how it could be kind of constructed from what you're doing today to something more visual. Finally, we, we say basically in every episode, uh, test it out on, on a project and see how it goes. Who knows? It might be a, it might be a game changer. Yeah, and I always say to like definitely test it out. Obviously, we've been saying that, but see it through. You know, I think it's it's easy to say, yeah, let's test it out, and then you know the first couple of days it's it's different and it's hard and you're not used to it and everybody's kind of complaining about it. But you know, see it through because uh, I think you need some time. You know, it takes 21 days to form a habit. I think so. You need to give it some time to actually see if it works for you or not, and it very well may not, and that's fine. But you have to give it a chance um, and and really foresee issues sometimes and, and get your team to buy into it and actually give it a, sh a real shot. Um, and, and going back to kind of buy-in, which we touched on a lot too, but it, it may be worth kind of getting your team on board with this first to do the test project, uh, share all the benefits that we discussed today, uh, go over the baseline workflow if, you, if, that, if that's your starting point um, and get some buy-in saying like, hey, yeah, we're going to give this a shot on a project and actually see it through and give it a, give it a good test. Well, I think that about wraps us up for the day. If you have a question for us, you can call into our voicemail number at 860-577-2293, or you can email it to us at workflow at rindle.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Thunder Rock by Magic Studio used under Creative Commons. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Workflow and visit rindle.com slash workflow dash podcast for a full transcript of each episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.